This episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast is brought to you by Shiny Side Up. Join the Shiny Side Up team for a very special live stream event on the 10th of April for a chance to win your share of over $8,000 worth of prizes. We'll be joined by some awesome local and international motorcycling experts such as Chaotic Blonde, Sam McCafferty, Andrew Stroud, Kevin Williams, Dr. Chris Huron, Jay Reeve, and Charlie Borman. Shiny Side Up Online, April 10th, 2022. Proudly brought to you by Ride Forever, ACC, Waka Kotahi New Zealand Transport Agency, and MSAC. For more information, check out the Shiny Side Up Facebook page or shinysideup.co.nz. And thanks for supporting Kiwi Rider Podcast. Welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name is Ray here, and great to have you along on this week's show right at the end of March. Can you believe it? The first month of, uh, of I'm being dive-bombed by moths here. Uh, the first month of, um, of autumn is already over and we've got just a fraction over a week until shiny side up online 10th of april's when it's happening i'm starting to get really really excited uh, and i hope you are too i hope you're going to join us and uh, get in the draw to win some of those epic 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 prizes um, you can go to shinysideup.co.nz right now and pre-register your interest for the live stream and you'll go in the draw to win some prizes. Then on the day, uh, we've got the Shell and Shine, we've got um, prize packs for those who enter for, uh, who, who sign up for a Ride Forever course and complete it within a couple of months. Uh, we've got heaps of other prizes as well. So get amongst shinysideup.co.nz, register your interest right now. But you've been hearing me prattle on about that for a long time uh let's move on to something else as you listen to this actually i am right now away on a ride i know i'm talking to you while i'm away on a ride no no i pre-recorded this a little bit before today obviously uh the episode goes live uh on the episode goes live on the 31st of March. Right now, I'm away on the Tenere Adventure Ride, starting up in Napier-Hastings area and working our way down the east coast of the North Island, right down to uh, Martinborough and possibly even into Wellington. Definitely into the greater Wellington region anyway. So that's going to be an excellent ride and I'll let you know about that uh, in a future episode of the podcast. What's coming up in today's show? We're going to be catching up with another real Kiwi rider. Uh, this one's Eric. Uh, Eric Eason, he's got some stories to tell. Uh, also, uh, I'm going to talk to you about lowering your motorcycle. What can you do? What are the options? And should you even do it? Well, more about that very shortly. Before we go any further, though, it's time to do the news. Yamaha issues recall notice for the MT-09, MT-09 SP and the Tracer 900 GT models. As of the 1st of March 2022, Yamaha has issued a recall notice for the three MT-09 models, uh, including the Tracer 900 GT, due to an improper ECU setup that could cause the engine to stall. It goes into some quite intense detail. There are four different scenarios in which the... Uh, the bikes may malfunction and we've listed all the VIN numbers 
uh, or the range of VIN numbers for the Tracer 900 GT, the MTO 9 SP and the MTO 9 up at MotoNZ.com if you'd like to look. But uh, essentially it, it affects Tracer 900 GT, MTO 9 and MTO 9 SP between the 10th of January 2021 and the 11th of January 2022 which is around about 2,500 motorcycles. As I said, more details up at MotoNZ.com. A new Cardo Pack Talk could be on the horizon. Now, since having a play with the Cardo Freecom X and Spirit HD, I thought I would put my predictions for the new Cardo Pack Talk in writing, or in audio as the case may be. I'll prefix this by saying I know nothing. This is just me putting forward my best guesses. I've had no official word from Cardo or the New Zealand distributor Derby slash motogear.co.nz but I'm hearing whispers and putting one and one together possibly coming up with five. Since using the Freecom X and the Spirit HD and being surprised at how much more clarity they offer, how much better they are than the current Cardo flagship, the Talk Bold, I just can't see them not updating the Talk very soon, throwing some extra features in, in there potentially. And that said, this is all conjecture, but at a guess, I would say that we'll see the new Pack Talk from Cardo by around June 2022. The only issue with that, of course, is uh, a lot of products from Cardo are made in Ukraine. This might throw a spanner in the works as we all know what's going on there at the moment. They may have bigger fish to fry. However, this new Cardo Pack Talk Bold will likely come with a USB-C port, fast charge, a bigger battery, longer battery life. I would say they'll be retaining the JBL speakers, but you'll get some new sound profiles built into the app, maybe even an equalizer. I reckon they're going to do away with the DMC brand branding in favor of calling it Live Intercom to keep in line with the Freecom X. Uh, currently, the Talk gives a 1.6 kilometer range, which is still pretty good. I'd say they're probably going to boost that out to about two kilometers to keep up with the Joneses as far as the Senna 50 series touting a two kilometer range. However, they're still going to be the only waterproof intercoms on the market. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a new form factor also bringing in uh, an overall, bringing the overall size down and sharing the same mounting plates as the Freecom X and Spirit HD. The downside to all this tech, of course, is uh, the price, and that's likely going to increase. I reckon you'll be seeing a twin pack of Cardo Pack Talks uh, coming in around the thirteen dollars to $1,400 mark here in New Zealand, making room below them for the Freecom X and Spirit lines. Honestly, though, anything else is just a bonus. I'm really looking forward to the new next few months uh, and seeing what Cardo have up their sleeves. Uh, they are hands down the best option for motorcycle intercoms on the market currently. Congratulations, Hamilton Harley-Davidson dealer, Road and Sport Harley-Davidson, named the overall Harley-Davidson dealer of the year for the second year running. Uh, for the second year running, the Hamilton-based family-run dealership uh, was recently awarded the prestigious award during a virtual awards ceremony with the Harley-Davidson Australia-New Zealand dealer network. Owners Barry and Shelley Sproul said uh, of the win that they are thrilled to be recognised as dealer of the year for the second year running. Uh, they take huge pride in what they do along with their dedicated team and they've got a huge passion for the Harley-Davidson brand. Roden Sport commenced Harley-Davidson operations in 1990 and has been proudly serving the local motorcycle 
community in Hamilton and surrounding districts for more than 30 years. Alongside Dealer of the Year for 2021, the category winners were Large Category, Gasoline Alley Harley-Davidson in Queensland, Medium Category, Harley Heaven in Adelaide, South Australia, uh, Small Category, Richardson's Harley-Davidson, Tasmania. The overall winner, Roden Sport Harley-Davidson in Hamilton, New Zealand. Harley-Davidson Australia and New Zealand Dealer of the Year Awards recognise excellence across all uh, areas of dealership operations. Uh, for more on this story, and of course, uh, what they're going to spend the $20,000 Australian uh, prize money on, go to motonz.com. That wraps up the news. Lowering your motorcycle is a contentious topic, at least on the internet. It seems there are many keyboard warriors out there who will tell you that you don't need to touch the ground when you're riding, or that you'll ruin your bike's geometry. But, when it's your bike, and it's simply too tall for you, this can ruin your spirit, ruin your confidence, and make you not want to ride it. I know from experience. I ride a Yamaha Tenere 700, and it's just a fraction too tall for me. It's fine on the tarmac, I can tiptoe, or slide off the seat slightly to get a foot on the ground. But, if you're off-road, and you've got to put a foot down, and there's no ground there, you're going to drop your bike. And then you're going to burn precious energy picking it up, and so being able to get a foot down on any terrain, in my view, is important. So let's set about looking at the options to gain precious few millimetres of ground purchase. Now bear in mind that this story is relevant to the Tenere 700 as that's what I ride, but the options explored here are relevant to pretty much any motorcycle. Let's start with the seat. Firstly, that cushy throne of yours can be replaced, altered or changed to make life more comfortable or gain a few extra millimetres of ground foot down potential. Start by simply checking if your bike has an adjustable seat. If not, maybe the manufacturer produces a low seat option, as was the case with my Tenere 700. If there's no low seat option, you can take it to an auto upholsterer or someone like Jake and Jane Whitaker from JW Seat Covers and get the foam replaced, altered or some removed to sit lower. It may be that the foam gets completely replaced and the new stuff can be reshaped. The benefit of lowering your seat is that you retain the factory ground clearance, which if you go off-road might be important to you. But speaking of ground clearance, our second option is some lowering links. If retaining ground clearance is less important to you, then lowering links could be the way to go. But before we go any further, check to see if your bike has adjustable ride height. Bikes like the Suzuki DR650 have a couple of different mounting points at the bottom of the main shock, which can lower the bike a little bit. Uh, if your bike doesn't have this option, then let's carry on. In the case of the Tenere 700, Yamaha does supply lowering links to drop the bike around 18 millimeters. But it just so happens that Yamaha New Zealand is out of stock. Never fear, there is now an aftermarket option in New Zealand. The team at White's Power Sports, aka bits4bikes.co.nz, now distribute Kubalink, who make a wide range of lowering links for all sorts of different motorcycles. Not just adventure bikes either. I was able to source some Kubalinks for the Tenere 700. Now they do two variations for the T7. One's a 25mm drop or a 1 inch drop and the other is a 38mm drop or 1.5 inch drop. Given that I have the factory low seat, I went for a 25mm drop on top of that. 
Installation was easy, jack up the bike, remove 17mm nuts, take the load off the rear wheel to make it easier to remove the factory bolts and factory links, then use the factory bolts to put it all back together with the new Kuba links. The chain needed a little adjustment as the swing arm was at a slightly different angle, also the forks up front need to be risen through the triple clamp a little to even the bike up. Now if you know me, you'll know that I'm a sucker for a bit of anodized aluminium. And on top of the change in ride height, I reckon these fancy new black Kuba links look sexy as hell. A nice little bit of bling for the T7 that you wouldn't see if you weren't looking. And will likely be covered in mud in a day or two, but uh, I know they're there and that's all that matters. Now call me a Luddite, but I hardly noticed the lowering when riding the bike. What I did notice, however, is I can now swing a leg over the bike while standing on the ground, instead of having to stand on the peg on the low side to get a leg over, which is kind of a big difference. Also, I have much more confidence on the bike now, as I can get a foot down easily, even in the tricky situations. Since installing the low seat and lowering link, I have completed the 40 second traverse, and the slight difference is barely noticeable, but has subconsciously improved my confidence as I'm able to tackle more obstacles and complete more difficult sections than I have ever before. The slight drop in ground clearance has not really been an issue, well not that I've noticed anyway, and if you are on an adventure bike and worrying about the ground clearance then maybe think about a solid bash plate or some radiator protection. So there you have it, a series of options for getting a bit more of your foot on the ground. End of the day, do what works for you, don't listen to the idiots on the internet. Some of them are just purists, some of them are just parrots, and the rest of them probably moonlight as protesters outside Parliament with tinfoil hats. Do what you need to to be confident on your motorcycle and to have fun, because that's the main thing. Massive thank you to Bayride Motorcycles for sourcing me the Yamaha low seat option. If you're ever in Tauranga, drop it and see the team, they're an awesome bunch of people. Also, a big cheers to White's Power Sports, aka bitsforbikes.co.nz, who sent me the Kuba links for this story. I'll continue testing them out and post an update to this story after a few more hours of seat time. Go to bits4bikes.co.nz and uh, the easiest way I've found to find them is to hit the brands button, scroll down to K for Kuba Link, K-O-U-B-A Link. You can also check out the video on my YouTube channel, search for T7 Adventures on YouTube and it's all up there. Real. 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 Kiwi. Riders. Real. 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 Kiwi Riders. Real Kiwi Riders. Catching up with and continuing our series talking to Real Kiwi Riders, let's catch up now with Eric Eason. G'day Eric, how you doing? Fine, thank you Raymond. Uh, now I put up something on social media um, asking for people to talk to, people who have, you know, a new bike or lots of riding history, a few stories, a few yarns to share. Eric, you put your hand up and appreciate you uh, taking the time to have a chat with us on the podcast. Eric, um, how long have you been riding and what do you ride? Um, I'm 58 now. I started when I was 22 with uh, a uh, Indian copy of a Vespa, uh, a Baja Super. Um, but pretty soon I found that too small and I was in London and I bought a, a K75 BMW um, as a tourist delivery bike and pretty much stuck with the BMW since then. Um, after many years on the Ks, uh, I sort of had enough parts and bikes to sort of last me for life, but I uh, made the mistake of riding a new bike and um, had to have one of those. So um, I now have a 2008 uh, 1200 GS, which is the oil-cooled motor, and a 2013 um, 
1200 GS with the water-cooled motor. They've both got really high mileages. One's 180,000 Ks, one's 148,000 Ks. And so I keep both of them and alternate usually use them while I uh, sort of do maintenance clutches and brakes and wheels and things alternately on the bikes. Nice. And what kind of riding do you do? Are you uh, an adventure rider? You get out on the gravel and dirt, or is it more touring? Yeah, I um, originally was uh, touring, and I took my K75 around sort of England and Europe and then uh, shipped it to Australia, took it around Australia a couple of times, around New Zealand. Um, but, you know, you can only go up and down State Highway 1 and 2 so many times and, and get a thrill out of it. So uh, now into the adventure riding, yep, um, as many gravel roads as I can. Um, I've just come back from the South Island. It looks like we squeezed in a perfect window to get along uh, Rainbow. Um, and we went right down to uh, my mate was doing the Rocky Peaks Rally with uh, Chris Birch and Remote Moto. And they went way up in the mountains, um, old man range, old woman's range, um, very hardcore stuff that I wasn't good enough to keep up with. So um, I just sort of watched from uh, from the bottoms of the mountains because there's still many dirt probes. Nice. Cool. Okay. Um, and I see you're wearing a Kiwi Rider t-shirt. You've obviously been a, a bit of a Kiwi Rider fan for a, a number of years. Yeah, that was a door prize of uh, being on the various BMW rallies that Veg uh, helps uh, organise the BMW. Um, and then the Triumph Rally in Ragland. They're sort of semi-adventure rides, but it's just a good chance to uh, to catch up and meet like-minded people. And I think this uh, T-shirt was a door prize at the uh, the Triumph Rally. Oh, we've probably met then. <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> okay, so um, what? Tell me about one of your one of your favourite uh, when you look back. One of your fondest memories. Biking fondest memories. I, I quite like um, uh, birds, you know. Um, and uh, in Australia, I was five years in Australia, and there's a hell of a lot of birds in Australia. And the wedge-tailed eagles are very, very impressive. And um, had a few sort of encounters with them in the outback, and then uh, right on the Gulf of uh, down by the Great Australian Bike. But that's uh, that's where I've really liked uh, motorcycling to take me places I couldn't sort of normally get to. Um, and, you know, and relatively affordably. I, I'd love to have a big sort of four-wheel motorhome machine um, that I can live out there in those places, uh, but uh, they're really expensive. And I live in an apartment in the city, so I can keep a motorcycle sort of outside and, and still go running off to these places. But, you know, just last week we were... Uh, Lake Kukaki and um, Lake Tekapo. On both of those, on the west side, there is a, uh, a bitumen road running up. But there's also another road on the uh, other side, on the east side, which is gravel. And so going up those roads um, and looking across to the mountains from the other side was pretty spectacular. And there's hardly anyone down there at the moment. So uh, there's no crowds. There's a little dust on the roads. It's uh, it's pretty special. Are you one of these people that likes to plan out to the nth degree where you're going, or do you just kind of throw a dart at a map and go, I'm going there, and I'm going to check out all the roads on the way? Yeah, well, it's, it's uh, you know, I don't know if it's because I was in the military or whatever, but no, no plan with the enemy sort of survives first contact. So I just sort of fill myself with as much knowledge as I can and have a vague idea of what I, where I want to go for the next 24 hours. And then... Um, Halfway through that time, it'll be clear where the next sort of 24 hours are best spent. So I travel with a, a tent and a sleeping bag and a, a couple of days' food and little cook gear. 
Uh, I've got a big old map book that uh, all the young ones uh, joke to me about, an old lands and surveys one that I can pull out and look for various little tracks. I mean, we found a great track from um, Mount McDonald Station through to the Lees Valley in Christchurch, uh, just out of Oxford in the South Island. And it was only a little dotted line on, on the map. It wasn't showing on the GPSs at all. But while we were looking for it, a local farmer sort of stopped and thought we were lost and gave us directions to the farmhouse where we could get permission. And then we found the, the farmer's partner and she told us to go to the wool shed. And then we got to the wool shed and they were working with the animals. And we had to stick our head around it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you've got to be open to roads being closed, roads being open. I mean, we were down Rainbow 10, 12 days ago, and you've got to pay your $25, I think, to go through the gate. And um, the old guy there looked like he wanted a yarn, so we chatted to him, and he told us that the, uh, the east-west route between Rainbow and Molesworth was open for vehicles, where it's normally only open for bicycles. But we went along there, which is a new track, and we found a couple of new tracks around there. We'd both been on Molesworth before, but, um, you know, you, there's a lot of stuff to explore. And because we were cooped up so much uh, last year and a half, um, you know, you, you really take the opportunity when you can. But I, I've all adventured out and back in Auckland now working on the bikes and catching up on home projects and work projects. So that's it for a, for a few weeks. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, you, you mentioned you're working on the bikes. What are you doing? Uh, well, everyone with an adventure bike really wants two sets of wheels um, so they can have some road rubber on and some um, knobblies on. The, uh, the 70, 30 sort of mixed wheels the tyres that are made are, are very good and they're great for things like Molesworth and the Nevis and normal dirt roads. But when you're getting uh, lots of stream crossings and mud and dirt and, and sort of a little bit off-road, the BMWs are really a bit too big and heavy for that. But if they're going to have any chance, they've got to have knobblies. And then if you've got knobblies on them in the city and when it's wet, that's not much fun. So uh, unfortunately, everyone wants to do this. So there's a shortage of the wheels. I mean, the bikes get wrecked and then the wheels get snapped up very quickly. So I'm, I'm trying to get some older BMW wire wheels that sort of no one wants anymore to work on my bike, which means making spaces up and a few things like that. But that's that project. I've also got to change the clutch on that bike as well. Sound like a very practical man. Well, I was five years in the Air Force as an avionics and mechanical engineer. So uh, one of the things I liked about the BMW is that they're very, they're very well engineered. You can tell that the people who have designed them have designed them to be worked on. And with the cylinders sticking out left and right, you know, any work you do on the heads is very easy. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't think I could afford to run two old BMWs if I was taking them to the... Uh, the dealer all the time but the, the cost of uh, german spares and uh, technicians and all the rest of it is is pretty expensive but if you can do it yourself um, you learn a lot and it's not that hard exactly brilliant well thank you very much for taking the time to have a chat with us on the podcast and sharing your stories uh where to next what's on the horizon after uh, your maintenance of course uh well um kiwi rider has organized a uh, bmw off-road day that's been delayed three times by COVID. i think that's in february um and then there is bmw rally i think in march then there's uh 
BMW RAG rally, I think, in May. We'll go down to the Central North Island and maybe do the 40-second traverse and uh, Fisher's track again. Um, there's, there's quite a bit of stuff to do. And fingers uh, crossed for another Triumph Adventure ride as well. Yes, that's right. That, uh, if uh, Just pity KTM won't let anyone on their rides. Uh, but then they're so oversubscribed, uh, I guess that's fair enough. Eric Eason, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for joining us on the show and sharing your story, your two BMWs and your history of K-bikes as well. Uh, we wish you many happy uh, miles and kilometres on our roads and uh, keep in touch. I-, I look forward to more stories. Okay, well, I'll introduce myself next time I see you at the door at one of these rallies uh, checking numbers. Oh, you better, yeah. And there you go. That about wraps up the show for another week. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for subscribing. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to us on now. Uh, We put the podcast out on Podbean. That goes through to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, all the podcasting apps. Uh, So if you don't like the podcasting app that you're listening to us on now, try another one. But make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a review if you wouldn't mind as well, on Apple Podcasts, that really helps um, more people find the uh, the podcast as well. You can catch up with us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram under uh, Kiwi Rider Podcast. The latest magazine is uh, out now, Kiwi Rider Magazine, out now and absolutely free for you to uh, read, download, and enjoy uh, at kiwirider.co.nz. I've got a YouTube channel up and running uh, and uh, gradually making our way to our first thousand subscribers. You can follow the YouTube channel at uh, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash T7 Adventures or just search for T7 Adventures on YouTube. You'll see Matt there occasionally. All the gear that I review you can actually see in person. Of course the website is motonz.com and Matt's website is uh, onthrottle.com co.nz so many many ways that you can stay abreast of all the developments everything we're reviewing everything we're checking out everything we're talking about here on kiwi rider podcast thank you very much for listening keep the rubber side down throttle on and we'll catch you in seven days time This episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast was brought to you by Shiny Side Up. Join the Shiny Side Up team for a very special live stream event on the 10th of April for a chance to win your share of over $8,000 worth of prizes. We'll be joined by some awesome local and international motorcycling experts such as Chaotic Blonde, Sam McCafferty, Andrew Stroud, Kevin Williams, Dr. Chris Huron, Jay Reeve and Charlie Borman. Shiny Side Up Online, April 10th, 2022. Proudly brought to you by Ride Forever, ACC, Waka Kotahi New Zealand Transport Agency and IMSAC. For more information, check out the Shiny Side Up Facebook page or shinysideup.co.nz. And thanks for supporting Kiwi Rider Podcast.